0: Alright, someone's a it's <laughs> good, awesome. Happy Easter guys. I haven't seen you from Easter, so I guess that'd be that'd be a place to pick up, right? Um, so did you guys celebrate Easter well? Like you meant it? Any churches with your families? I was at my cousin's wedding, so I couldn't. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's that's one heck of a celebration still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. Well uh, <clears> at <throat> my church we do we do Easter um, and it's normally it's a regular thing, right? It's, it's a big, you know, choirs, bands. Our church is not big, but I'm just saying, so we all just trying, to, just trying to put our best up front there, right? So, um, and this week was pretty busy for me, and, uh, and all this caught me thinking, you know, just, just pastors preparing for the gospel message for months to present it on that Sunday, right? Um, these these big bands proclaiming God's kingdoms, big 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 um, amazing amazing pieces, music pieces that we sing together that describe the moment of creation, and that end with, with 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 the moment of salvation that, that describe Christ's victory over our sin, right? Um, all these big things, and, and and honestly, just even thinking about that, I was thinking even further. Like we're in 2019, people. Time flies so so fast, and we celebrate Easter all the time, each and every year, and, I mean, with each and every time, there's a new song that comes out, and it's better than the other one, you know, uh, and so, uh, some churches figure something out with the lights, and they just, I don't know, just do it every time in a very unique way, and, I mean, we're, we're, we're in a time where, I'm not going to say this, uh, this word, but it's, it's almost like it's become an industry nowadays, where, uh, we're trying to perfect it. It's almost like one church is racing the other church from down the street. It's like, who's, who's got a better-spoken preacher? Who's got a bigger band? Who's got, who's got a... a Whose worship leader is wearing tighter jeans kind of thing? Whose who's youth pastor is more hip, right? Or Whose children's ministry has, has a bigger, greater program? And, and I, guess, I guess you probably figured out where I'm going with this, but I just want to ask ourselves this question. Is that it... Is that all there is to Christianity? Is that what Christ left us when He ascended to heaven? Is that what He left us with? Is that what He died for? You know. And today, there's a. I'd like to read um, a passage. It's uh, it's First John chapter one, verses five to ten. If you wanna um, open up, um, I'll give you a moment to get there. So again, first John, 1st um, chapter, 5 to 10, and then we'll pick up in the 2nd chapter, 1 to 6. Alright, the Word of God says, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar. And His word is is not in us. Now, picking up in chapter 2, again... um, John is making these big statements. God is light. There is, there is no darkness in him. And I'm uh, almost like, why are you saying this, John? Well, wh- wh- where are you going with this? But he picks up in chapter 2 here, um, verses 1 to 6, he says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for, for our sin and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now watch this verse three. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments uh, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. And now, guys, if you if you if you're underlining something, I, I would like you just to underline this. But by this we may know that we are in him and Double underline, double highlight this. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Now again, coming back to the sentences that I started with. Observing all that stuff happening at church. I mean, don't get me wrong. All this stuff is good. All this stuff is celebratory. These choirs, these bands, these big messages, this is all good. It's edifying. It's amazing what a Sunday service can do. It's amazing what, what a Saturday night like this can do with, with one's life. But that is not it. The Bible calls us to walk in light. And, 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 and verse 6 in, in chapter 2 says, Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So God put it on my heart that tonight I just want to talk about simple things. I don't want to get into uh, like a deep theological discussion. No, that I just want to take it to the core. What does it look like to walk the talk? You know, what does it look like to walk in the ways that He walked? And uh, I just I just want to just cut to the chase. To be honest with you, like there's not many people who do that. We we, we tend to get caught in these Sunday services and, and uh, just get back to our regular lives on a Monday. you know that's good. Saturday is great. We all pray nice and out loud. we, we all sing aloud, we all bring joy we, we, we all are joyful. We all are bring, bringing praises to God. But where is the joy on a Monday? Where is the joy on a Tuesday? What, what do we do to stay in that fire? What do we do to keep that passion, to keep that momentum going? And again, what, what does it look like to walk in the same way in which He walked? What does it feel like to be a child of God? What does it taste like to taste the fruit of the Spirit and not turn your back on it? So, today, if you were just to walk away with, with three things. It's a, it's a three-point sermon, okay? <laughs> I know it's cheesy, but there's, there's three things I just want you guys to remember. Um... And we'll just start with the first right away. Um, it's prayer. It's prayer. If we don't pray, we don't keep our relationship with Him. You know, Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed and commanded us to pray. And say, he said, when you pray, don't... Again, Like I, I, it's Matthew chapter 6. I'm just going to say a few, a few verses here to just have a backbone. Um... Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, it says, And when you pray, you must not be like uh, hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues. For we love to stand and pray uh, here on a Saturday night. It's so so exciting to pray even together with you guys. It's so exciting. But do we pray in our closets? Like it, says, it says, but when you pray, in verse 6, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who's in secret. Mm. Like, do we do that? I know it's nice, guys. I'm, I'm happy. You guys are praying with me together. It's, it's so encouraging to me. But do we do that? The moment we step out of these walls, what, what do we do? We just flip on Netflix and everything is good? Pray first. Before anything That's else. Right. And then last again. That's right. And then again, come back just to the backbone of, our, of, our, uh, uh, of the whole tonight's talk is, is like what does it look like the way that he walked because the Bible calls us to walk in the way that he walked and Jesus prayed oh man how he prayed he prayed early in the morning he prayed all night and he called his disciples to pray to pray you know he prayed before and after every important event in his life he prayed <laughs> he prayed on the cross father forgive them he prayed for us well, it's it's crazy to think if we if we flip through the scriptures just to, to see how big Jesus's closet was how big that how deep that relationship with the father was and he claimed that him and the father are one the prayer is designed to make us one with him like-minded with him and man I, I just I just want to just throw a verse out there like the extent of Jesus's prayer life. Do you believe that He prayed for us? He prayed for His disciples and He prayed for us. Like look, I'm just gonna, uh, in, in John chapter 17, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna like read a quote from Him. Holy Father, protect, He's praying for disciples, protect them by the power of Your name, the name You gave Me so that they may be one as we are one. And then He prayed for us, and later on in, this, in John chapter 17, if you're ever curious, uh, verse 20 to 21, My prayer is not for them alone, but I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. What a testimony we are to Jesus' prayer. This is Jesus' prayer answered. He prayed for us who will believe in this message. I'm I'm just blown away by that. You know, he he prayed again, he had a relationship, a unique relationship with the Father. Did he not commend us to pray without ceasing? Pray without ceasing, how hard is that? Would it make sense for the children of God to cherish the time of the Father? We give him four hours and 13 seconds out of our schedule just to serve us, not to even serve him, not to even praise him sometimes. We make it through the week and we just show up at church so broken, starving for His presence, starving for His Spirit, star- starving for Him to minister to us. So often that we even, like, we even ask for things when we pray and that's it. Um, and one last point I want to make on, on, on the prayer here. Um, you know, um, when Jesus went into the temple, he, what did he do? He flipped the tables, right? He flipped the tables. He said, what are you guys doing? My my house, should we call it a house of? Prayer. Of prayer. And he said, you have turned it into a den of thieves. Now where is the temple? Now where is the temple? The te- that temple is destroyed, but now our bodies is the temple for the Holy Spirit to dwell in. It's your temple called? House of prayer or is it a den of sins have you turned that place that altar for for some idols and tonight I just want to simply say hey it's it's, it's about time we, we give our old prayer to him not only Saturday night prayer not only Sunday morning prayer but our daily prayer our prayer in secret I don't want to rant for too long, but I just gonna go to the second point because there have three points. Uh, <laughs> you guys may have guessed it. it's already uh, obvious. It's uh, second thing I guys want you to walk away from uh, from here with is is, uh, is reading your Bible, reading God's word, being being in love with it, right? For it's the ultimate truth. It, and again, just just go, going back to the that. That backbone that I that I'm referring to. What does it look like to walk in the way that he walked? And if you look at Jesus, all he did is speak, pray, uh, teach his word. It's literally quotes. You can you can literally look at look at Jesus like whatever it's it's highlighted in red. You can flip back into the Old Testament and find these exact words. It's amazing. The stuff that he cried out on the, uh, on the cross the stuff that he taught about the kingdom of heaven, you can just flip back to the Old Testament, boom, it's right there. How come we don't know that? How come we don't know these things? How, how come we don't speak scripture? How, to, how come we don't breathe scripture? And you know, when Jesus was tested, he ran to prayer. When Jesus was tempted, what did he do? He fell temptation, just right, right after. No. Scripture. That's it. You know, he even prayed using Scripture. He, 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 he taught multitudes using Scripture. And I like, I like the, way, the way Psalm 1 puts it. He, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, But his delight is in the law of the Lord And on his law he meditates day and night Like is that me? Do I delight in the law of the Lord? I know we are right now We're delighting in the law of the Lord We're reading the scripture But do we Like is that our delight? Is that something that we long toward? And it says again Later on it says On his law he meditates day and night Like I mean I wish this was me And it continues, he's like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit and its seasons and its leaf does not wither. Like if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling weary, if, you're, if you feel like your leaves are withered, if you feel like, like you're, you're getting dry, like that's the reason, man. You don't dwell on the law day and night. It's not your delight. It's something else. Do we long to read His Word? Do we, do we rely on it? I mean, do we really, really deli- like, delight in it? I, I can't stress just this enough. Do we dwell in it? And again, day and night. Not just on a Saturday night. Not just on a Sunday morning. It says day and it says night. I hey, not to rant on and on about this. I'm going to go to the third thing and it's evangelism and it's